Hello, friends and lovers. Hello. Welcome to... Filthy friends. <laughs> Ew. Ew. I don't know. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I looked up at your records oh, all right. and I, I saw like, wow. Filthy Friends. Yeah, that makes sense. That's a pretty big spot. Hello. So anyway, Trash South Street. Trash South Street. Sexy Filth. edition. Yes. It's the sexy Valentine V-Day. Yeah. Which, if, <laughs> if I had thought ahead, I could have incorporated that in life. We're just going to discuss, discuss heart. Heart. And... Boner pill. Heart cover band. Boner pill? I don't know. Cardio... No, seriously, like, so Tristar Street, Lou, Jamie, What's and all that stuff. Because it occurred to me, it is the week before Thanksgiving, it's the 6th, right? It's the 6th as we're recording this. Yeah, not Thanksgiving. Yeah, Valentine's or Day. Valentine's Day. <laughs> Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving for the heart. Yes. You know what rhymes with heart? Um, shart. Yes! <laughs> Valentart. Yes. That doesn't really work. I'm a little tired and goofy tonight. Like, about an hour before you came over, I was like, shit, it's Valentine's Day. This would be our Valentine's Day episode. And I would do it on like Lord to Acid or something. Ooh. Because I think it's that time of year. The one time of year when I put Voodoo You on my <laughs> iPod, listen to it twice, and I'm like, oh, that's good enough. And I put it away for another year. Yeah. So what's up? What's new? What's happening? It's February. We had a shitload of snow on Monday. Yeah. It took me, I have a very long driveway, uh-huh. like fucking six hours. Uh-huh. Like all together, Mark and I split four hours of shoveling. Uh-huh. It was terrible. Mm. It was to the point I couldn't lift the shovel anymore. I yeah. just had to chop at it and just push it to the side. Uh-huh. So that was fun. And we're supposed to get more snow on Super Bowl Sunday, which is yeah. tomorrow. I keep getting surprised that it's the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because I'm just so discombobulated. I had to shovel zero snow. Mm. Did you hear about Andy Reid's son? It's obviously the Chiefs and um, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay in the in the Super Bowl, the Bowl of Supers, mm-hmm. and um, so Andy Reid's sons don't have the best track record. They're like that, drug and substance yeah, I think I'm abuse aware problems. Of that, yeah. One of them died. Uh, so anyway, yesterday his one son, that is a coach. If I don't know what he mm-hmm. does on the team, but he's like a sideline coach. Got into a car accident. And, like two kids were Ooh. were hurt, and he was like drinking and doing Adderall or oh. something like that. Mm. So that's not too good. And people were like, "I don't think he's gonna coach." And I was like, "You know, his son died, and yeah. they they still showed it up to every training yeah. game." My Interesting. goodness. Yeah. Sports. 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 Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else is up. Again, we got the snow. I have. I'm working on a T-shirt. Oh. Yeah, what kind of, what's going to be on this t-shirt, Jamie? <laughs> it's going to say Oaks 100. Uh-huh. It's uh, Victor is going to be with his 100th day of school. Oh, all right. Uh, it's sometime in February. So th- their project, my project, yeah. <laughs> is to color or do something with 100 things. So I got uh, buttons at, yeah. at Michael's and I colored them blue and yellow, different uh-huh. shades of blue and yellow. And mm-hmm. I'm going to put Oaks. And they have put them on a t-shirt. Uh-huh. So. That's my project. Uh, I was waiting for some that to be like some weird dirty thing or something. Like yeah. Oaks 100 for... All the deep dicking. Mm, oh, and sexy. Oaks. Oaks, Valentine's Day. Uh, Christopher Plummer died, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Famous old guy, Christopher yes, Plummer. Yes, from... Um, Being old. Sounds of, sound of Music. Sound of Music Didn't is... believe there was Nazis. Yes. And which we will go back to Nazis. Mm. With Marilyn Manson. Yeah. You want to talk about that now? You want to talk about it now? Yeah, well, we brought it up. Let's so, talk about it. So, the, the one of the big things, which is big, like, well, Rachel Evan Woods finally named her abuser as mm-hmm. Marilyn Manson, Brian Warner, I believe. Yes. Which I thought she did a couple years ago. She all but said him. Oh, it was like, there was just one little shape, and it was a, it was a dope show shape. <laughs> Thing in the collage puzzle. She was like, I was dating a very, very famous rock star yeah. musician. Uh-huh. Not that she said that. But anyway, she came out and straight named him. And it's been like kind of all over. And like like other women have come out. I think Phoebe Bridges came out. Yeah. And said that he was a creepo. Like Wes Borland came out. So I've been doing the wrong thing and reading the <laughs> comments. Yeah. And people are like, Marilyn Manson, who would have thunk? <laughs> she just knows how to pick them. And I was like, these people are such assholes. Um, the other one was, 
Well, I hope this doesn't turn into a Johnny Depp thing because Amber Heard's a fucking liar. Mm. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't think this is, yeah, one. Well, the Marilyn Manson is God's father to Johnny Depp's daughter, I believe. Ooh, I forgot about that. Which they mentioned, by the way, very, I was reading like articles about it. That's like the, the last sentence, which has nothing, is apropos of nothing. Well, he got dropped by his label. Mm-hmm. He got a bunch of things canceled on him. I think his manager quit, and apparently they had to do a wellness check on him because they're afraid he's going to kill himself. Yeah. But anyway, I've been obsessively reading these. So there's pictures. Mm-hmm. So you know how he wears like that, like Nazi, like the World War II the faux, cap, yeah. kind of like a Nazi cap, like an army mm-hmm. hat, yeah. not a hard hat. But anyway, there's pictures of like because Rachel Evan Woods is Jewish, which I didn't know, mm. and he would like draw swastikas on her like. They can call her a dirty Jew and mm. make her wear the hat and put like a Hitler mustache oh, on her. Oh and there's pictures that she came out. I was like, oh my God. Jesus. Pretty fucked up. Wow. But um, yeah, these, these, um, I've been loving reading these comments. And then like for West Borland, they're like, you know, cause he's only in the band for like three, like nine months. I think he just toured with them from yeah. Limp Bizkit, if you know who I'm talking mm-hmm. about. And people are like, well, if he was so against you, why doesn't he give that money back? Like, I can understand some people saying, hey, let's hear both sides of the story. It's, there's a lot of signs pointing to this is mm-hmm. true. But, and I know that that's fine, you know. I'm not, there's a lot of crap that's out there. But I kind of think this is true. Oh, so you know what I find <laughs> very hard to believe, Jamie? What? Nothing about this story. <laughs> um, I know Trent Reznor came out and reaffirmed that Marilyn Manson is just a total shitbag. Well, and... there's a, a passage in Marilyn Manson's autobiography which I've read by the way that like Trent Reznor and him go out and just like exploit women and like rape them Mm -hmm. and stuff and he's like dude this totally didn't happen Trent Reznor said but I have that book I don't think I used to I read it at one point really and and I yeah I might have got rid of it which would suck if Trent but like would it be that surprising if Trent Reznor was into some shady fucking shit like he was like fucked up and he was like doing a lot of cocaine and drugs but you know I, I don't know I don't know but the, he has hated on Marilyn Manson for yeah. a long while. But um, it's from the coke-fueled yeah. night. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Not funny. It's weird because, you know, Marilyn Manson kicked Twiggy Ramirez out of the band because of allegations that he assaulted uh, his girlfriend at the time. He was in Jack Off Jane. Oh, well, that's weird. I kind of remember that. was a couple of years ago. And my only thing was, like, you know, Marilyn Manson, at one point I was going to review his new album. Yeah, you said it wasn't and good. And I started to say, yeah, it wasn't good. Are we really missing anything if Marilyn Manson goes away? You still have Antichrist Superstar. No, like... You still have... I didn't... I never... I didn't like Marilyn Manson's music until Dope Show came out, and I was like, oh, I get it. It's pretty good. And I'm not going to go mm-hmm. buy any Marilyn Manson stuff. Like, whatever. Like, I don't even listen to Marilyn Manson mm-hmm. anymore, but, you know, he has his time and place in history, and... It comes down to, like, he's probably a big piece of shit. Another thing with Rachel Evan Wood, a lot of people don't like her because of something she said last year. And I don't know if you oh, remember. Kobe. Yeah, because she straight was like, Kobe Bryant is a rapist. Fuck him. Oh, she didn't say that, yeah. but she called him a, a rapist. And oh. people, like, yeah. I thought it was because she was a robot. <laughs> She's a sexy robot. Yeah. I do, do, do. But it was creepy though, so I was like, you know, just going through her pictures and stuff because I'm a creepo, and yeah, I was yeah. looking at, like how young she looked from in the movie 13. I was like, Jesus. I Christ. forgot she was in 13. That was like her big. Yeah. 13 <laughs> her big... was that we saw in the theater. Yes. <laughs> High five. When it was like, you don't know how to kiss. Yeah. We should practice kissing. Mm-hmm. So, and then I'm like looking at these pictures of her when she was obviously much younger than 18 and how she was just like kind of exploited almost by her parents a little bit like yeah. just wearing sexy but you know mm-hmm. kids teenager teenage girls do that mm-hmm. and apparently she was like homeschooled and like her dad's an actor like oh. she's from like kind of like a hollywood-esque type like mm-hmm. background and then mark and i were like talking and how people like i don't understand how people like get in relationships like this and they can't get out mm-hmm. i wasn't saying this just like yeah. you know comments i read and I'm like, why do everyone think everyone's, like, so fucking smart all the time? Yeah. Like, was she, like, 16? Or she's probably, like, 17, 18, 19 years old. Like, you're dumb. Well, you're a dumb girl. Well, you also didn't come in, like, <laughs> grooming, quote-unquote. Yeah. And, yeah, these guys, they're all, like, peaches and cream coming in, you know. Imagine you, she immediately started dating a total asshole. Yeah. Well, like, somebody all, who was behaving as a total, I imagine. Well, that's what Mark was saying. Do people understand charisma? Like, there's a, like, how do you think, like, Charlie Manson had a following? The dude wasn't, like, some hottie... I mean, I'd also say Marilyn Manson back then, a lot more star appeal than doughy Marilyn Manson. Yeah. Now. I would never say Marilyn Manson was um, attractive. Mm-hmm. I did like his appearance in uh, Heart is Deceitful. Remember, he like, ah. doesn't he rape? 
Well, that's when Jeremiah's pretending to be. He's like, yeah, pretending to be. He's like, I'm a pretty girl. He's like, God damn, Jerry. He's actually good in that. Yeah, he's good. Shit, I had a thought. (laughs) He's a rapist in that movie. He's a really good actor. And he's drinking. (laughs) He's in that movie with, um, oh, shit. What's her name that no one believed about Harvey? Oh, Rose McGowan. Yes, who's a fucking nut. She's she's a little like like go back. Uh, see now I'm very pro Asia and I don't think Asia's the most innocent by far anymore. Mm. She kind of knew when to disappear a bunch when a yeah. lot of shit hit the fan with her. But did you know like Rose McGowan and Rose McGowan's like girlfriend at the time, like after Bourdain died, they were like harassing. A- they were doing something to Asia, saying that he died of like heroin overdose, and mm. it was all like her fault. Like it was really weird. I yeah. don't want to mess it up, mm. like what it was, but there was some really weird shit going yeah. on, and like Rose McGowan and Asia are not mm. friends because of the whole thing. Yeah. It was really mm. weird. Hmm. I'm hmm. trying to come back around to my Marilyn Manson thought. Um, let's see, dope show. And then a lot of people were like, oh, he wasn't good since the Wonder Years. Like how that oh, was yeah, like that rumor. Yeah. I was like, oh god. No, that kid died in Vietnam. He's <laughs> Mikey from the Life commercial. <laughs> Pop rocks. Right, hold on one second. Let me see if I can circle back around to my Marilyn Manson thought. Fast as you can. Oh, there's a song, Ballad of the Kingsman. Okay. And it's sort of about how when when Louis Louis came out, mm-hmm. no one could understand the lyrics, so they thought was it was super purpose. obscene. Yeah. And there's a lot, like, he has a verse about Marilyn Manson, and it's just like, Marilyn Manson in high school wasn't even Marilyn Manson, and he was sick of not getting any of the chicks. (laughs) So he became a rock star, Marilyn Manson, and now he gets all the chicks. (laughs) People are saying that Marilyn Manson, back then, much bigger star than he is now. Anyway, let's get it on. Let's uh, get to some music. Yes. You want to go first? Because mine are short. Yeah. So I'm going to do with a really shorty short one. Um, okay. So remember the Rag Shakers? I do. Folk band. Folk yeah. noir band out of Portland, Oregon. You may have made, we may have made the observation at one point in a less enlightened time. They compared them to that new Ghostbusters with Egon. Uh. Rag Shakers released an album, a song in November with a promise of an album to come. Mm. Name of that song is Black Moon. And it's short, it's simple, it's very much a folk song with kind of a haunting whistle. Yeah, I really like it. Talking about hunting for the Black Moon. Mm -hmm. And the Black Moon we're talking about isn't Nutari, the Black Moon of Kryn, Jamie, that only the creatures aligned with Takesis, the Queen of Darkness, can see. Okay. Dragonlance Chronicles. Oh, okay. And Life. I never read him. Yeah. Did your, doesn't Mark read them? Yeah, he likes Dragonlance. Yeah, I have like a Dragonlance uh, arcade in my... Yeah, we got to talk about that. I saw that picture. Anyway, yeah, it's short simple. I was very excited because I liked it. And they they said an album's coming out this year. Well, they said an album's coming out in the future. It's funny because when I listened to them, I didn't put two and two together because Rag Shakers, you, it was like how many years ago? It was years. It was like probably the first year. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. It reminded me of like Pine Hill Haints a little bit. I like the little haunt. Like, I just think it's cool. And then mm-hmm. I was like... There's the lead, is the vocalist in the wheelchair or whatever? Yeah, Emily um, something. Yeah, like and I was yeah. like, why is this like sound look familiar? And I was like, oh, this is really cool. It I really dig me, it. I got it like, you know, notification from Bandcamp and it took me like a minute. Mm-hmm. It was like, I why am I though. getting this? Who is this? It's like creepy. Like It's like go- ghost goth punk kind <laughs> of. Oh. Yeah, it is like kind of a creepy song. And like it's about. I don't even say it's punk. It's more like country. It's very country. It's very country, yeah. And it's essentially about, I guess, keeping hope. Because, you know, even though you can't find the black moon, the day will come soon. Mm. It's short, sweet, worth a listen. I can't yeah, wait to like see it. an album come out. Good stuff. The Ragged Shakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Torso. Mm. I just received the record yesterday. The oh. EP. It's called Home Wrecked. Came yeah. out January 29th of 2021 off of Revelation Records. Mm-hmm. And I've talked about Torso before. They're out of the Bay Area in California. They're straight edge, vegan, hardcore. Two girls in the band, two guys, May on vocals, Jasmine on bass, Punch's guitarist. If we, I, I don't know if I ever mentioned that, but like one of the dudes from Punch, if you remember the, the hardcore band Punch, that was Except, super, yeah. super Union and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Their guitarist, like Katru, I don't know how to pronounce his name, sorry. And the one, uh, the drummer is Giacomo, and he was from the band Holy. Mm. And they were formed in 2013, and they've had a bunch of albums, like a lot of EPs, mm-hmm. like maybe one full length. They've just a bunch of stuff out. I really like them. And Jack Shirley mixed and mastered this. If you, Jack Shirley just pops up a lot. Wow. As a, so Homewrecked. I think um, the first song is more of like a punk edge to it. Not as much like blazing hardcore. And you can actually make out her vocals and lyrics a yeah. lot better. And it's aggressive in your face. If 
I'm sure when I sent this to you, you knew exactly what it was going to sound like. Uh -huh. But uh, like, as I said, like I was like, oh, I can make out what she's saying. It just yeah. sounded a little, not produced, but like I could, it was a little better sharper, sounding. Like, yes. Yeah, listen. Awesome song, uh, Weightless. Pretty much like growing up with priv privilege and like not being able to identify with the less fortunate is what I gathered from yeah. the, the the lyrics and how you're kind of conditioned to think you're being exploited but and that's okay like mm -hmm. or you're conditioned to think that you're not being exploited or whatever. Yeah, they're very like um, politically aware and I, I just like the lyrics. They're just mm -hmm. interesting. Your exed up is a cover by the Faith and pretty much a straight edge song. Just. Dealing with shitty drunk assholes, more mm -hmm. or less. So anyway, yeah, it was like three songs, pretty short. I dig it. I think they have so much energy. They're aggressive. They're in your face. Hardcore, fun. I really liked it. This is what I expected, and I got there's no, like, surprises. Other than, like, as I said, before I thought they were more just, like, hardcore, like, it, just more fast, aggressive mm -hmm. hardcore, and I thought they kind of slowed down a little bit and had more of, like, a punk rock edge to it. I really like this album. I was, like... That's it. I like this a little a little better than their last um, EP. Yeah. Which I forget the name of it, but uh, torso home wrecked. That brings us to Miss Lava. So this is Miss Lava's the band Doom Machine is the album. This came out January fifteenth mm -hmm. of this year off of Small Stone Recordings, and they are out of Lisbon. Yes. Portugal. Although I think this album was. Mixed in Brooklyn? Yeah, I'm not sure. Anyway, so Miss Lava is sort of this riff-heavy post-metal psych band with like a lot of this and that thrown in, accents of new metal, uh, mm -hmm. one other band, fairly prominent, I'd say. And the vocals kind of, maybe not in, fl in flavor, but tone, reminiscent of James Hetfield. Um, yes, because at times I was like, God, this reminds me of Metallica, yes. but not musically as well. Yeah, but that yeah. that's, okay, makes sense. Does it Good. feel, yeah. And it opens up to this really hammering... Riffy energy um, to fourth dimension. Yes. Awesome song. Yes. Awesome song. I like this album. I don't love this album. I have some issues, which we'll talk about. Yeah. I'll I... talk about. There, it was, uh, there were two, like a couple instrumentals on here and the instrumentals are all like less than a minute. Yeah. They're really uh, short. Karma and Magma, both very good instrumentals. Um, they sort of highlight what is really good about like some of the strengths of this band. Yeah. I agree. There's a song called, I think it's called Sleep Warmly. Okay. This is a very odd fucking name for a song. That's all I did. Favorite song is Brotherhood of Eternal Love, which is really like kind of a lot more heavy. It's kind of dirgy and dissident. Um, the Fall also has a really good layered like sound, uh, very bright. And I think my favorite song in the album is God Feeds the Swine, mm. which sounds like, for lack of a better word, a mix between Black Sabbath and Clutch. Mm -hmm. I could see that. And there's definitely like a Clutch influence in a lot of these songs, the way they riff, or bands like Clutch. And I guess I have to, I was thinking as a, I have to accept that though, like bands such as like Clutch or like The Sword or like that era bands yeah. have aged to a point where they can directly influence yeah, a generation that, yeah. of bands. Now my problems with this album. A criticism I hate to make but nevertheless make often, is sometimes an album gets dinged because if it's not actually if not too long, it feels too long. This album, which is like 44 minutes, 55 with like the bonus tracks, it just feels way too long. And I kind of had a hard time maintaining. Mm -hmm. um, no, I totally agree with you there to cut you off, no, which ahead. I always do. When I heard Fourth Dimension, I was like, oh, fuck. This yep. is awesome. Yeah, that's what sold me on this um, In the Mine, I really like, mm -hmm. which I think is like the second or third yeah, song. Yeah, that was a good one. And then I kind of feel like it just... They're like, there's there's really good songs like in between and stuff. But in the middle, I felt like I just wasn't paying attention. Uh -huh. And then I think the Oracle popped on, and that's when I started paying oh, that's attention. Right. Yeah, the Oracle was good. I really yeah. liked... Um, I just felt like... Yeah, it was almost too long. Like, they, they could have... The instrumentals were fine because they were short, but there yeah. were some songs that were just... They weren't bad, per mm -hmm. se, but they just kind of took away from the be the good, better songs, yeah, if that makes sense. And and I think like the problem is there's a slog in the middle where everything's a little too samey. Yeah. And it does kind of bleed together. Um, yeah, it's a shame. I, I do like this album, and like I like it, I think, best in small bits. Yes. Um, and they remind me of Baroness a little bit at times. Yeah, yeah. And like Caius, Queens of the Stone Age, at times in some of mm -hmm. the songs. 
Um, did you know that the guitarist's infant son died while they were recording oh, this? Oh, I didn't know that. I saw it yeah. like that a little bit. Oh. See, I did my research. Yeah. But yeah, when I heard for Fourth Dimension, I'm like, holy shit, it kind of reminded me a little bit like when you first heard like all them witches and you're like, this, oh, yeah. put your seatbelts on. And that's like, I don't feel bad like not uh, mm. doing the longest of reviews. And then I was like, this is good. And then I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm starting to lose steam. That's like, how I, it was. Like, and then um, I was playing Animal Crossing this morning mm. while this I was listening to the album for review. And at one point I got it. I was like, did this just loop a background to the beginning? Yeah. And I, it. I was like, no, there's still two more songs. I was like, wow. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's Miss Lava, Doom Machine. It's sort of reminiscent of Electric Mud, which isn't surprising because that was Same also Small Stone. Yeah. yeah. Electric Mud is a better album or a better version of this album, I think. I Not this album is bad. No, it's like the just... songs that are really good are really good. As I said, it just loses something with being how long it is. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Now I got to read that depressing blurb a uh, little bit. Yeah. Does it talk about the mushroom god and uh No, Orcus? it has nothing to do with that. Aww. That's usually what I scan. If I don't see <laughs> mentions of Orcus, Demon Lord of Undeath. Mm, then you're I, like, nah, yeah, I'm yeah. done. Anyway, continue. Uh, Cruel Hand, Dark Side of the Cage, EP. Mm-hmm. Static Era Records, and that came out, um, I just got it in the mail a couple days ago, uh, but it came out January 21st. They're out of Portland, Maine, they've been a band since 26, mm-hmm. yeah, 20, 2006. Wow, uh, <laughs> Hardcore Punk, and their last album that came out was, it wasn't their last, their last album that came out, I don't know if I reviewed it, it was called The World Won't Listen, mm-hmm. and that was in 2016 off of Hopeless Records, so they've yeah. changed record companies. My favorite Cruel Hand album is actually The Negatives, which came out in 2014. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so their singer is a crink, Chris Linkovich. Link, Linkovich. Oh, um, he's awesome. I really like a follow him on Instagram. He's a good follow. But he's a guitarist in Terror, and he's been touring with Terror for the longest time. Terror's the... Oh, Leon Spartus. Sphinx died, I think. Hmm. 67, wow. Who did? Leon Sphinx. Oh, okay. I think that's... uh, Okay. What? No, I I just never knew. I couldn't remember his first name. The Boxer Sphinx. Yes. Anyway, Um, go ahead. Sorry. Breaking news. Even though it'll be like two weeks after. (laughs) But anyway, uh, yeah, he was a guitarist in terror. I think just being in hardcore music that long, I think might have spurred on a little different take on this. Because I was Mm -hmm. like, I don't know if you listened to this. It did. I was, a, I was a little like, oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it starts with Dark Side of the Cage, and I love the drum work. Mm-hmm. It almost reminds me of, like, Machine Gun Fire at times. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. And it's kind of cool. It's, like, hardcore with a little groove metal going through it, and um, Chris's vocals are a little more new metal sounding. That's actually, yeah, no, I was like, this is kind of very new, but it's, like, almost rap rocky at times. Yeah. But... It almost reminds me of the song Helter Skelter off of the album The Negatives. Mm-hmm. And Mark said it almost, like, had a Pantera feel a little bit to yeah. it, and I was like, okay, I can see that a little bit. But I was like, okay, and that that song is probably the, the closest to, I think, what they, they were sounding like a few years ago. Sync was very, like, metal sounding. His vocals are more sung and not, like, scream. There's a nice little guitar solo going through it. Um, it was something, it reminded me of something from, like, the early 2000s, mm. if that makes sense. I don't want to say Linkin Park, but, like... It, no, you're, it reminded me of that type. There's of There's that era of era. rock of new with an oolat. Yes, rock only like you know some people did it better than others, and God knows I fucking hate <laughs> Lincoln Park, but you can't say that out loud because so many people love. Um, Get off the cross. I really liked. That still had that like new metal yeah. groove metal sound to it. It was very catchy. It kind of has like an old metal feel to it, like like you U.S. metal, not like British metal. And I just can't put my finger on who who it sounds like. I don't know. I just. But it, it, I like the song. It's really cool. Weeds is my favorite song. It's probably the most different on the album. Very, like, post-metal, like, really catchy hooks. It has, like, a different vocal delivery that, like, the chorus of the song draws me in every time. I love it. Um, it's a very different song. And it was called Weeds. I don't know if I said it. Yes. So anyway, there's only four songs. It's very different. I really dig the EP. It's, like, very new metal and more metal than hardcore, I would say. Four solid tracks. I would say the most hardcore that song on it was the first song, that Dark Side of the Cage. And that's why I wonder if the, the, all his time in terror just influenced him to do yeah. like make something a little more different than he's just been constantly doing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I thought it was really good. Is it my favorite Cruel Hand thing? No, but I really like it. It grows on me every time I listen to it. Like The first time I listened to it, like I didn't think too much new metal. And the more I listened to it, I'm like, this is a lot different sounding yeah. than 
than I, I thought it was. I, I thought it was good. I liked um, Torso a lot better. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because, like, I go... I, I have a love-hate with, like, new metal, and it's usually more hate than love. Like, there's bands I like here and there. Like, Otep is a new metal band that I like. Yeah, like I've heard of but uh, yeah, that whole era. Yeah, there was like good and bad. Like I can't think. Like I, I really like System of a Down. Did it sound like System of a Down? No, but the, it's like mm-hmm. it isn't that. Like Lincoln Park did. Cut, like the way his vocals were, yeah. kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. Like I don't hate Lincoln Park as much as I would say you do. Like there's a handful of songs. Stinking I'm like, yeah, Park. They're all right, you know, but they're not my favorite band whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, Drowning Pool. Is your favorite band? <laughs> yep. <Pull of> mud. <laughs> Stained. Um, oh shit, Papa Roach. Papa Roach. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, that was it. Um, maybe we'll cool do the hand. new metal special next time. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you can go ahead. I'm gonna get a, another brewski. Uh, so I'm gonna pause for a second to talk about the Queen's Gambit and say, oh sure, the Queen's Gambit. I think it's a lot like how I feel about hardcore, <laughs> in that it's fine enough when I'm watching or listening. But I feel like the second I'm not, I don't feel a particular urge to seek it out. Yeah, I would say about you. I know it's not your forte yeah. mm-hmm. with that type of music. Yeah. Speaking of um, Queen's Gambit, your ma's. Me and your ma's. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> so Jamie and my mother are like, I don't know, jilling off the Bob Denver picks or something like that. So. I don't want to look. The woman's probably delirious. She has the COVID, which is like, oh, I got a little headache. So you and I were talking about this a, a while ago. I was like, yeah. you know what? Did anyone ever think Bob Denver was hot mm-hmm. back in the day? And you're like, oh, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. For some reason, this was intriguing me. Yeah. So I searched up sexy pics of Do- of Bob Denver. And then I kind of mm-hmm. chuckled to myself. I'm like, I should take a screenshot of this. Because there's yeah. one when he's like has his shirt off. There's there's really yeah. no sexy pics. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I posted it on, on Facebook because I thought a couple people would get a, a, mm-hmm. a chuckle. Which... Like, Tony Garrett was, like, the first one. And I'm like, he yeah. gets me. And then your mom was like, ew, sexy and Gilligan do not go together. Yeah. And I was like, how about that Manergy Krebs mm-hmm. from Dobie yeah. Gillis, hubba hubba. Yeah. And your mom, like, I was just cracking uh, up your mom. Probably now, if you said sexy Vince Vaughn, people be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and by sexy, I mean what that Psycho remake when he's jerking off to Anne H. I forgot about that. I should rewatch that. It's horrible. I saw that in the theater. I did too. With JD. Oh. And he thought, okay, JD doesn't listen to this anyway. JD's an artist, Johnny Destructo, Doug Carreco. It has his own shop in, a comic shop in Maniunk, so you should, forget what it's called. Johnny Jay- Destructo's Hero Complex. Yes. Go. Go and visit. He's an awesome dude. He'll help you out. Yes. He's going to be a dad soon. Yes, oh, yeah. Yeah. So. I thought we were just hanging out. Me and JD, like, he worked at Cotman, I worked at King of Prussia, mm-hmm. and we worked at the comic book store, and we would, like, talk on the phone all the time, and I knew he kind of liked me. Uh-huh. So anyway, we decided to hang out. He's like, well, let's go see a movie. And I was like, okay. Yeah. I didn't know it was a date. Uh-huh. So we went and saw American, uh, the Psycho re- yeah. uh, uh, remake. remake. Like, nothing happened. We didn't kiss or anything like that. I thought we were just mm-hmm. two friends hanging out. Mm-hmm. So years later, we work with each other again, and he's like, yeah, how about when we went on that date? And I was like, what date? (laughs) And he's like, you know, when we saw Psycho, and I was like, that was a date? And he's like, yeah. And I could see sadness. Like, I wouldn't even say sad, but I was like, like, I got to shut up. Like, like part of his soul died. And I was like, I didn't know it was a date. And he's like, yeah, that's why my ex-wife hates you, because I guess they broke up for like two weeks or something, and he went out with me. So she thought we were... I, I don't know what the whole thing was. Like, this is just... Yeah. I, I got... Um, I think that happened to um, my friend uh, Lincoln Park like twice when we were working together. Mm. And it wasn't me and her. Oh. I was like, is this one a date? No. Um, but I think, yeah, two different times she thought she was just eating dinner with other co-workers, I believe. And she, they thought they were on a date with her? Yeah. And at one point... That's weird. I like, think it was mid-dinner. She was like, oh my God, he thinks it's a date. And it's like, you know, they were friends and it's a friend of mine. Who's the guy you met? Uh, okay. You don't have to name him. Yeah. Um, we'll call him uh, Drowning Pool. <laughs> no. But yeah, that, like, I don't understand that. Like, like I don't know. I, don't know. I can understand. It's like, hey, um, like when it's two people that are friends mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, hey, you want to go see a movie? Like, to mm-hmm. me, that's not a date. You're just going. This, I mean, that's a very subtle, I don't know. 
I would not think that either. Yeah. Unless I... Unless we've been on a thousand dates. Yeah. <laughs> they keep putting that hole in the tub of popcorn and nothing ever happens. I know. But I, keep, I, get, I get the big tub. I don't even... And it's all little bottom. <laughs> it's very sad. I'm like, no. I'll like, make, make the bucket smaller. That's what I keep asking. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, we would have gone on a date every day for fucking like six years yeah. probably. I know, right? It's all the same date. Fridays and then it would be like a movie every Monday or whatever. Anyway. Um, you know who I've never dated? Who? Tamar Afek. Oh, I have. Oh. Good kisser. Yeah. So, this is uh, Tamar Afek. This is uh, All Bets Are Off. Mm-hmm. Then I'll talk a little about her in a second. This is off Kill Rock Stars, but oh, in Daptone Records. And what? Daptone. Oh, okay. Who I've heard of before, or reviewed, but yeah, Kill Rock Stars is sort of the, Interesting. the key here. Um and this album came out January 29th. It was uh, mixed by Daniel Schleft, who mixed uh, War on Drugs. Okay. Isn't there someone from War on Drugs in that I think so, yeah. Too? I thought I read And it's funny. So here's, a, here's an aside apropos of nothing. It made this obvious. I didn't realize mm-hmm. that Kurt Vile was one of the two really? founding members. Yeah. Yes. That was, that's a pretty known fact. Um, he never told me. I saw War on Drugs. Yeah. Um, after Kurt Vowell left the band, I yeah. saw them at um, Johnny Brenda's with Jess ah. years ago, like t- 2012 yeah. or something. Were you like, <laughs> Jess, why do you have that fucking tub of popcorn in your lap? Oh, well, yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> she said nothing. <laughs> I saw Kurt Vile. I never saw Kurt Vile. I saw him open for Nick Cave at the Man. Mm. I have a picture of him. I recently. Oh, okay. I yes. had to tell people he's not a Weird Al Yankovic. Yes, I did see. Um, those pictures yeah. when you posted. Yeah, that's the one. How yeah. long ago was that? It seems like yesterday, to be honest. Someone's still alive, so I don't know. Uh, it's Push the Skyway, which was... Probably like five, I think the year is a year that a whole bunch of strong albums came out, including um, the last Fiona Apple, The Eyes of the Wheel. That was, was in a long time. That was like 2010. Yeah. 2011. Um, it was when um, David Bowie came out with The Next Day that you know, everyone was like, shit. Anyway, that's when it was. He called the lighted guy a cunt. Oh. Nick Cave, not Kurt Oh. It seemed like it'd be a little well, uncharacteristic. Yeah. Anywho, Tamar Effect. All bets are off. Tamar Effect, and I might be mispronouncing. Yeah, I wasn't uh, sure how to... She is from Israel. Yes. Much like famous rock stars, such as Gene Simmons. Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, Gal Gadot, mm-hmm. I assume. Natalie and Portman. Natalie Portman. She's not a rock star. Mm, she did but, that song. Oh, uh, she did. Yeah, I like that song actually. Yeah. and of course Jesus. So yeah, yeah, like uh, Gene Simmons was like an Israeli Jew who didn't speak English when he came. Really, Israel, I didn't know that. Like, I knew he was Jewish. He taught like grade school. Hmm. Yeah, he's. Um, How was Gal Gadot a rock star? I assume she had a band in <laughs> high school. I was trying to find like Israeli rock stars, and like other than Gene Simmons, who I knew previously. Hmm. Um, and Jesus, who I imagine just has, like, wear leather pants and has shredded abs. He did, and he had, like, those 12 backup singers. Yeah. It was, like, a weird... It was, like, Fela Kuti on stage. <laughs> you can see, hello, I'm Gal Gadot, and I'm Gal in the... This is Gal in the Do's. In the Do's. And they all dress like deers. Deers? Deer. Deer. This is funny. I'm just stalling for time. <laughs> you hit 55 minutes, and then I'm going to Click! This album... It's very difficult to sort of describe. The closest I could come up with is, if you remember that Bridget Dawson album? Okay. If you remove the Americana influence from that album and inserted Iranian psych pop. I could see that. That's sort of what this album is like. And a little gloom. It was like a bunch of like a little... It was a little gloom. It's very jazz inspired. Um, Not gloom metal or like doom metal. It's just like a little gloom like... um, I would say it's a lot of everything. And it opens with... Russian winter, which has this, these really sweet, song. fat, fuzzy guitar throbbingness. The vocals are so like different; they're dissident. And it took me like a minute to figure out why. It's because when the when the guitar is playing, she's not singing, and whenever she sings, the guitar stops playing, and it's 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 unsettling in the best possible way. It makes it it comes across like she's doing slam poetry almost. That's I didn't even pick up on that, and I and listened then, to that uh, song twice too. Yeah, it's a really good song. There's a video for it. Yes. And it ends in this really like nutso, fabulous, almost chiptoony organ solo. That slides into Show Me Your Pretty Side. 
I like that song. Which is definitely an album or a song you would dance around your apartment with, drinking a bottle of wine uh, with a pillow that you would almost certainly have sexual congress after the song is over. It's very slinky, very sexy, sticks in your head. Reminds me a bit of PJ Harvey. Show, show, show me. Well, they had in Bandcamp one of the tags as Portishead. Yeah, I was trying to figure that out. And I was remember. like, eh, like the first couple songs, mm. I could see it. But then I'm like, nope. But that's the song, that's one that's just, that really stuck out in my head. The chorus is really catchy. I like this whole album. I thought it was really and good. I think it's about someone not coming over as a slam piece or something. I don't know. Anyway, all I know, uh, very inspired by The Animals. Drive. Drive is weird because at first that's the song. I was like, I don't really dig the song. And then towards the end, you get this really super interesting guitar uh, fill that is very reminiscent of the Detroit-inspired psych guitar that is on the woods. I can see that, yeah. Too Much Information has this very bright, clean sound. It's very happy. It's very poppy. Yeah. Um, Might be the happiest song on the album. And then Crossbow is the banger. Mm -hmm. Like, it's ultra-percussive with the drum and bass. Just chugging along. Maybe that's where they got the chords. Possibly. Yeah, that makes sense. Very... Percussion is something, it has to be, I'm really into percussion as a general, like, I can take it or leave it. And when I take it, I really like to take it. Like, I think, like, a band like Lulu's has excellent percussion. I'm really drawn to it. Um, I think what, if you notice it, then you really appreciate it. And in this album, like, it is very, the drumming is fucking amazing. I actually didn't pick up on it, but I was very, boxing at the time. Yeah, Remiso, world mu music, very good. Nothing can surprise me. The vocals are almost a distraction as to how good the music is in that song. Like, I'm almost like, oh, I wish this was just an instrumental. <laughs> and then it ends, Jamie. Mm. It ends with a cover. As time goes by... I didn't realize it was a cover. As I said, I was like... I was listening to it while I was working out. Mm -hmm. um, I listened to, like, maybe three of the songs yeah. the night before or whatever. But I really liked it, because Mark even came mm -hmm. in. He's like, who's this? And I was That's like... I do have to revisit this a little bit. It was good. You ever see a little movie called Casablanca? I have. A kiss is just a kiss. Mm. Play it again, Sam. As time goes by. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> I was like, all right, well, anyway. Yeah, that's that's a cover of that famous standard. From I didn't realize. Oh. So I really liked it. It's different. I'm kind of pissed, so I bought it, and I bought the, uh, the vinyl. Yeah, I saw it. And then it. I saw they had a fucking vi vi like violet. Limited edition. Yeah, and I was like, fuck. There's like sixty left. I think I was tempted to buy like both versions, but I said no. Yeah, they had Bandcamp Friday yesterday. Yeah, I know. So I, I bought a couple of things about that. Um, so to be effect, I really liked it. It's different. That's one that like much like that. You know, that Miss Lava, like the single they released, hooked me. Yeah. But unlike Miss Lava, I liked it more every time I listened to it. Mm-hmm. That was very good. I liked it a lot. And then I'm not going to review it this time. Or possibly ever, but um, on Bandcamp Friday, La Luz mm -hmm. released uh, basically a live album oh, cool. that they are recorded over Skype. They did like a concert, and I haven't really had a chance to listen to it. I like bought it and then immediately didn't listen to. Had it. to do my review. <laughs> um, I'm also really still hard into a Girl Friday. I know she keeps looking at me. It's yeah, creeping. Well, that's to, yeah, it's up on my bookshelf. It's to remind me to put it in Discogs. Yeah, and there's a, the lady. I'm guessing it's the lady. Yeah, the lady keeps staring at me. Yeah, sometimes I, I wake up and that album's at the foot of my bed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd be freaking out. So I have two more songs. Yeah, um, and then I'm done. Mm -hmm. So no effects. Yes, they're coming out with a new album, mm -hmm. and there a couple songs singles got released. It's coming out and. February or March, coming out very soon. But they came out with a single uh, last week called Fuck Euphemisms. Mm. No, Fat Records, Fat Mike's uh, yeah. label. I don't know if you know about Fat Mike, but he's transvestite. Like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like he's totally come like come out and he kind of mm. has been trying to fit in with like the LGBTQ It's funny, community. I had a discussion about this earlier today. So we'll put a pin in that. So anyway, this song is about like him identifying with being queer. How there's like PC culture even in the LGBTQ mm -hmm. community where like you forgot the T, that's yeah LBTQ community and like how you forgot the G. Well, shut up. <laughs> and just how like transvestites don't really fit in there. Um, like it's just it was pretty interesting and um, just the whole mess of pronouns and how like 
yeah, like the transvestites kind of like they don't know where to fit, and like mm-hmm. is it her hand? Like it's and the way he like he's a very good lyricist in mm-hmm. my opinion. He writes stuff in a clever, funny way. The video is like, the dolls that you put like the like uh, the paper dolls you put outfits on. Oh yeah, and it's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's a really good good song, and it's just more or mm-hmm. less about that. The single before was linoleum like it was supposed to be linoleum but it's spelled Lion. differently it's this it's pretty much linoleum but just different lyrics mm-hmm. about how there was hundreds of bands that have covered the song linoleum mm-hmm. and how that song kind of means nothing to him and there's not even a chorus and i was like i have to go back and listen yeah. that, that song doesn't even have a chorus that's weird and like avenge seven holes in it like oh, really? it's a very interesting and like the video is just like all these bands cover like video of the, like covering linoleum mm-hmm. it's it's pretty funny i like it so anyway they're coming out with their 14th album called single it's called single album that's mm-hmm. coming out shortly but yeah i just wanted to give it a shout out yeah. i really liked their last album i thought it was like really well done for like an aging punk band um and i just listened to an interview with fat mike off of um turn out a punk, punk. Yeah. yeah and it was good He's he's a uh, interesting dude. Mm-hmm. I know he got himself into a boatload of trouble with uh, when he was talking about like the Vegas shooting, and yeah. he kind of like poo pooed it, and people like got really mad at him. Mm-hmm. Like Fat Mike's Fat Mike, like he's yeah. a dick. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in hearing mm-hmm. the new album. So. so that is no effects. Another thing, real quick, I was going to review <laughs> Anxious. Yeah. Remember I was talking about that album. I reviewed them. Um, I think it came out 2018 or 2019. It was yeah. a seven inch off of um, Triple B Records. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I got the album, the 7-inch today. It was only two songs, very mellow. You wouldn't even mm-hmm. know it's, like... You can tell it's the same band, but um, I probably won't review it. Not that it's bad, but it's two songs, and it's it's good. It's just different. I forget what the name of it, uh-huh. but yeah. So we're at 45 minutes. Um, yeah. I don't say end it, because there's one more thing we must talk about. Is it? A Bish Called Wanda. Ooh. What did you name the... Al- I didn't put it out yet. Okay. It's I was thinking be... A Bish Called Wanda. I, I think so. That's good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to put it up tomorrow. So, WandaVision. Yeah, WandaVision. Fucking love it. Yeah. Still really awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess last time, you only were in episode one. Yeah. So there's a lot of spoilers. Um, We're we're caught up with it. So obviously Agnes is going to have to be like Agnes the Witch. Yeah, I think it's pretty obvious. And even the last one, she's like, am I supposed to be doing this? Mm -hmm. So do you think Scarlet Witch is doing this herself? Do you think... The devil in the details is going to be uh, Mephisto, which is like a bit, they, they're thinking Mephisto because you never see Agnes's husband, Ray. Oh. So that's like a, a, mm-hmm. a theory. And I also think I wanted, like, I would love to, if I did TikTok, I would love to do a TikTok video of people just going, cat deading. Yeah. Cat deading. Like, <laughs> I have an interesting note on that. I think Agnes is, in the starting of this episode, is. Is starting to manipulate uh, Wanda purposely mm-hmm. because I think that Wanda probably was doing it unconsciously at first, and you know now she's like somewhat aware. Yes, and then you know she's also sort of took an ownership of those kids, Thomas and William. Yes, which I don't know. I could go into the whole the whole history of all that shit and how it ties into Vision and. So you did watch the newest episode? Yeah, I'm caught up. Yeah. What did you think about Quicksilver show? I was so the excited. The one of, the, but how like Cat Denning, Cat Denning is all like, they're, he's being recasted. Well, it was the... Which they don't know anyway, which yeah. is the X-Men. Yeah. Fox Quicksilver, which I knew they were going to bring X-Men so into this. Yeah, the X-Men Quicksilver, which, by the way, was the better Quicksilver, I think, than the... Uh, Pietro, the other Pietro. Yeah. I liked them both, but I did like yeah. the X-Men Quicksilver a little better. I thought that was interesting. There's a couple things I, like, dug... Like, I don't know much about the whole Mephisto thing. That's, like, the overwhelming, like, thing that they want to do. Apparently, though, he imprisoned, like, Sue Storm and Reed Richards. And do you remember, like, they were talking about, like, oh, some astrophysicist, blah, blah, and they wouldn't name who it was. Could that be Reed Richards? And how they... And maybe Dottie is Sue Storm or something? I mean, it could be. They might be, like... And that's these, how you bring the Fantastic Four We have these Four fucking in. Fantastic Fours and we fucked it up so we need to figure out. That would be interesting. Yeah, yeah there was that. And then, of course, this is what I want it to be. Yeah, I yeah, super yeah. want Dottie to be Emma Frost. I think would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Dottie is definitely someone of interest because no one knows who she is. Mm-hmm. Who else would know everything other than another telepath? Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Mark was talking about that he thinks Scarlet Witch... Um, I'm, I'm like, can't totally speak for him. He'll probably mm-hmm. ruin it. But... um. 
that Scarlet Witch wasn't in this universe and she was in the X-Men universe and they sent her here and that's why there's no... If she's the... Ooh, so you kind of like that theory? I, like when they showed the um, the radio yeah. or whatever that started beeping, it was like that bomb what went off and they've mm-hmm. more than a ton of times have been like, we don't know what happened to her and then she got radicalized. They don't say anything about her childhood. It kind of started at that bomb. It would be... It's the X-Men version of Scarlet Witches in this universe. That would be awesome. The other thing, because I was like, so who was all in Hellfire Club? So Scarlet Witch was in, her, it was was in the Hellfire Club. I don't know. The Hellfire Club this shit is so like out there and weird. It's and whatever they it's too much remember. stuff. And then I was like, but I'm like, that would be so fucking cool if it was yeah. <laughs> Emma Frost. I wouldn't be Emma Frost. But, um, At one point, Magneto and Storm shared a seat. Is on the inner circle or something like that. And Hellfire Club? Yeah, they, but they huh. share the seat of White Bishop, I think. Well, no. the whole thing when... Okay, so Dottie says the devils are in the details mm-hmm. and that's when they think Mephisto. But the other thing I said with the white thing, like you can't get blood out of white. That's what made me think White Queen automatically. Yeah. But yeah, so there's a, there's a mm-hmm. bunch of uh, yeah. things coming out. But um, yeah, I love it. I think it's really good. Yeah. So what do you think? It was more like family ties and who's... I think it's like family ties, yeah. yeah and, uh, and growing pains a little bit. So the one thing I did want to comment on that was weird... Was so in the real world, there's a scene where, um, what's his name? FBI agent, uh, the agent, yes, what a woo. I can't, woo, remember. I can't remember his name. He comes back, he's like, What happened? And like, him and Kat, Kat is talking. It's when Monica Rambo comes yes. back, and and she's like, Yeah, yeah, the hex. It's like, Yeah, I'm calling the hex. I'm trying to catch on. No, but here's, it really feels like there should be a laugh track there. It's it's weird because it's very sitcom y, and then which is. That's not what I was thinking. I think it's more the way it's delivered and how it was. There was like an expectation that there would have been like a laugh track there. And yeah. Of course not. Uh, what else was going to um, say? I really like it. Do you think Ron, uh, Monica Rambeau is going to be photon since her? they couldn't get a proper x-ray on her? Possibly. Mm. And her little photons. Mm. I uh, think that next wave should be the next. Uh, I forgot what next wave. Next wave's so fun. Well, Monica Rambeau was in that. Yeah. There's like a lot of awesome people. It's a shame. I put my... Uh, I packed away a lot of my trades just to get them out of the way. Uh, next wave. I, want, I think I I'm going to go back and reread yeah. it because it was fantastic. Mm. Good shit. Yeah. Wonder, wonder. Let's just... Yeah, wonder vision. Uh, Let's call it a night. Call it a night. Um, all right, everyone. Be safe. Enjoy your lover. Yes. Our lovers. Have some wine and make and out with your pillow. pillow. Or possibly a, sham- a poo bottle named Andy Gibb. A furry <laughs> shampoo bottle. You know the origin of that, by the way, there? No. I must told you. Stay, stay tuned for an after credit scene. <laughs> uh, but for now, bye, everybody. Laters. So just to refresh you from a very early podcast, many years ago, me and Jamie worked at a comic store. And often after the shift, there would be a pilgrimage to Tower Records. Yes. Tower Records was like the iTunes store, children. It was the shit. It's real. The big, the best thing was they were open till midnight, so a lot of mall people would go over after their shift because you could kill time, and they had lots of cool music, and they had um, a listening booth and a pornography section. And that's very good. <laughs> You're getting to the pornography section. They also had a, like a trade paperback section. Yeah, they section. had an awesome DVD set. That's where I got Et the Killer. No, so yeah, it was sort of like a combination of. Everything I cool. would say it was actually the corporate version of an indie record store. Yeah, if you ever went to Sound Pollution in um, Baltimore, kind of remind me of that. Yeah. Well, I or, mean, people know it. I guess yeah. maybe young people. Yeah, they're not know. listening. Or so. you took that and you combine like a another store. People don't know Sam Goody. Yeah, it was the shit. Yes, um, and there's one in Philly. And it was open that on was holidays, so after Christmas you went right yeah, to fucking like, Yeah, and just spent all your fucking money. Yeah. and yeah, it was a good source of Asian cinema. Yes. A good source of magazines such as Bizarre. Yeah, they had really cool magazines and fanzines and a bunch and of stuff. And such. And a good source of pornography. Pornography, because way back in the day, kids, you couldn't get pornography on the internet, or at least it wasn't as easy I to find. I think Scarlet Diva was in the porn section. Yes, yeah, Scarlet Diva was in the porn section. Which is Asia Argento's movie. One day I bought a book, because I like to read, and it was called, I think, The Best in like New Erotica 1999. Oh, God. And it was all these really weird transgressive stories. And there was one called, I believe it was called An Ode to Barry Gibb. And it was like written by, I think she was a writer for The Village Voice or something. Mm-hmm. And she talked about how 
she used to jill off in the shower to her shampoo bottle that she named Barry Gibb, and it started to grow like mold on it. Oh, it's so of, gross. It was a very gross story, but <laughs> so that's where the moldy shampoo bottle. I had comes no from. idea. Um, I also have another little story about Tower Records. Yeah, I remember me and you going to Tower Records uh-huh. after work, and uh, you were in the, uh, the adult section. Oh. And do you remember Pittsburgh guy? Yes. I, I think I remember this story. Go ahead. <laughs> and he saw me. He was like, hey, how's it going? He was a very nice guy. He's yeah. a little, little off, but he was cool. Well, Pittsburgh guy had teeth the color of, like, they were yellow. Yeah. And people used to call him butter teeth. Yes. Anyway. And he also, he used to drink, like, two of those, like, frozen mochaccinos that are, like, 1,800 calories yeah. each. Anyway, go ahead. So, anyway, Lou was in the adult section. And you could see people in the adult section. I think you were hanging on by the edge or you were just walking in or something. And he kept continuously talking to you yeah. while you were in the porn. And you were like, yo. Mm-hmm. And he didn't yell at him or you're like, yo, I'm kind of looking at stuff. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah. did not get the hint? No, just to, you know, first of all, the, the port section at Tower. It was not very big. It was not very, it was not very big, but it wasn't very private. It was like a walk-in closet I was gonna size. Say, did you ever see in like a movie when they put up like panels and someone changes behind the panels? Yeah, it was it's literally, like yeah. But he also had a lot of like weird... It wasn't straight up like they had like hardcore NC seventeen stuff, but NC yeah would be there too. Like anyway. Scarlet Diva is not porn, but yeah, I remember him like trying to have a conversation with you, and you're yes, like, "Yo, man. I remember this." <laughs> uh, anyway, folks, have a good have night. A night. Bye. All right, here's a teeny little post post script for you. The title of the story I was talking about is "Elegy for Andy Gibb," not Barry Gibb. That would be stupid. Uh, Andy Gibb, of course, is or was a member of the Bee Gees who was a big old drug addict. He got clean and then his heart exploded on his 30th birthday or some version of that. What is important is that the story was about, among other things, a shampoo bottle that was used as a sexual aid that grew mold on it. That would be Andy Gibb, the shampoo bottle. Uh, This story was written by uh, Danielle Willis who is an author um, and I believe a blood fetishist and uh, burlesque performer, among other things. And this story originally appeared appeared in uh, her anthology Dogs and Lingerie and was later reprinted in Best American Erotica Volume 2. But what's important here is it was about someone dildoing herself with a shampoo bottle.